small-town music. This is big-town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song. Everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis. And I'm Ezra Dodson. And yay! What? Yay! Hi. You've agreed to sit in for how long? 15 minutes. There's a timer going on my phone. <laughs> what if you're having fun? Would you extend that? I'm tired today. I don't think. <laughs> what time did you wake up? Uh, 10. 10? All right. Uh, and what time did you go to bed? Three. All right. Okay. How many? So that's seven hours. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, let's unpack it real quick. Are you ready? I don't know what we're unpacking. I'll let's, tell you right now. Box, First of all, you have been home. <laughs> you have been home from college for sixty days. Uh, yeah, like sixty-seven days. Sixty-seven days. Uh, you just finished up your sophomore year from home mm -hmm. like what three days ago four days ago yeah that was about all right so now now what now what does summer bring uh video games uh gonna i've just got like a little i've got a bunch of books i want to read and that's good got stuff on my laptop that's a mess that i want to organize like photos and hard drives perfect i mean now's the time to do that stuff i'm gonna make you and mom get password managers we do need password managers. We do need that. I don't appreciate the term old. Well, Have you seen some of your other friends' parents? I mean, they, yeah. Are they older than us? You two are on the older side of my friends' parents. Are you kidding lie. me? Yeah. That's, that's not very nice. Mm. You should lie. Mm. Lie when I ask a question about that. Uh, it was difficult getting home from school. Yeah. Because they kept kicking you out. Yeah. Like you can go you can go home Friday. You gotta go home Thursday. You oh, gotta be out Wednesday. It was ridiculous. It was But you fun. made it healthy. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? I feel all right. Now the other day I was I had a little bit of a cough and you kept telling me that I needed to be tested. And I didn't I, tell you that you needed to be tested. You very nonchalantly said you'd have a quote a dry cough for several days and I went for about dude, three, for about four weeks. Dude, really? Like But it wasn't it's Yeah, but you just said that so nonchalantly not attributing it to anything I, else and I was I, like, Bro, can we talk about that? I took my temperature and it was normal. Just I'm not having any trouble breathing. Weirdo. It's just it was an allergy. It was, it was like a nasal allergies, drip. But I just wanted you to clarify with me that it wasn't. Well, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> we're all good because we're we are we're the family's pretty diligent. We've been pretty yeah. great. Mm -hmm. Staying in mask when we go walk the neighborhood. Yeah, I wear my mask when I walk the neighborhood the whole time. I only take it off when I drink water. Sometimes I don't even take it off when I drink water. I just pour the water right through the no, mask. Don't do that. I just do it, and then I, do I drink masked lint. Yeah. Nasty. <laughs> All right. So you're going to sit in for a while, and then you're going to go downstairs and send your mom up. How much time do we have left? 11 minutes. Whew. It goes fast. We haven't even played music yet. Yeah. Let me tell you what the, uh, the topic is today. It's called uh, The Beatles Family Tree. Okay. Which means... And then the listeners pick all the songs. I picked four songs, but okay. the listeners can pick all, they pick all the songs and then they record an audio clip introducing the song and telling us why they chose it and why it's part of the Beatles family tree. Okay. Now this could be anything. This could be 
a solo Ringo song, a solo John Lennon song. You, you could actually pick a Beatles song if you wanted to. You could, it could be from one of their kids or an offshoot project, anything. You could do a- anything as long as you can prove to me why it's in the Beatles family tree. Yoko Ono? It could be Yoko Ono, sure. I don't mind. She's weird. She's a, she's more of a performance artist yeah. than a vocalist. Yeah, but she's she has music. She does have music. She's uh, a great Twitter follow. If you're not following Yoko Ono, she tweets wild stuff. Does she? Yeah. I don't follow her, I don't very, think. Very entertaining Twitter follow. She All tweeted right. once. She do was, you believe that she runs that herself? Oh, I sincerely do. She tweeted okay. once. Um, this is going to be me paraphrasing, but it, it was this wild. She said, she was like, hashtag my first memory. My first memory was the womb. Okay. Well, she's got, she's got a, she has a great memory, first of all. First and foremost, an excellent memory. Just that. Yoga is a great Twitter You're ball. getting a little bit too much of a kick out of that, I think. That is really funny. Uh, you know she was married to John Lennon. Yes. <laughs> Hence me bringing her up. I know. Okay, here we go. We're going to play some music. Now, the first song I'm going to play, this is my personal pick. I want to make sure I get the info right. Let personal me, pick. Personal, personal, personal pick, pick for me. All right. And by the way, everybody, welcome to the Monday bonus episode. And thank you to everyone who sent in a song this week and an introduction. Oh, this is just a bonus episode. This is a bonus episode. Drops awesome. tomorrow. So I can just phone this in. This is good well, <laughs> I, would, I would like that you don't. All right. This song is by a band called Badfinger. And it is, I guess this would be the Badfinger, right? Mm-hmm. What finger is that? Flipping me off, yeah. me, your, your oldest child. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this song's from 1970. The band is Badfinger. And the reason that this is in the uh, Beatles family tree is this song was written by Paul McCartney. Oh. It might have even been produced by him. I forget. I don't have that information in front of me. I'm not going to look for it. But okay. he, he absolutely wrote this song. And when you hear this song, you're going to realize how great Paul McCartney is that he can just give a song like this away. Oh, yeah. So here we go. This song is called Come and Get It. How come it's not playing? Any day now. Oh, I see. Okay. Sometimes this happens. Not editing it out because it's a bonus episode. Okay, exactly. Now like let me I try. said, we could just phone it in. Okay, here we go. No. <laughs> probably heard that song before. I have. I've heard you playing this around the house. Yeah. It's a good tune. Yeah. So it sounds like the Beatles. It does sound like the Beatles. That's a pretty amazing song to just say, yeah, this here, this is a throwaway for me. Yeah. I'm going to give this to you. Mm-hmm. Enjoy it. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up, first song. This would be from a listener. Now, I don't, I don't introduce the listener because they are supposed to introduce themselves. Mm-hmm. And this is a person that we've been playing. I've been doing a, a every Saturday, I've been playing Name That Tune via yeah. Zoom with a bunch of the uh, 
rock solid listeners. We have a nice, uh, a nice tight knit group right now. Cool. It's uh, we're not elitists. We'll welcome other people in if you want. Just let us know. But uh, this person has been playing every week, and she lives in Canada. That's all I'm going to say about her. Here we go. Hi, Pat. Karen fucking Landry here. I chose the Beatles song uh, Across the Universe, covered by Rufus Wainwright. This is from the I Am Sam soundtrack. Rufus is one of my favorite singer-songwriters. Seen him a few times, and those were some of the best concerts I've ever been to. People usually love his voice or hate it. The people that hate it are fucking wrong. Anyways, enjoy. They slither while they pass They slip away across the universe Pools of sorrow, waves of joy Are drifting through my open mind Possessing and caressing me Now, first of all, I have to tell you this. Uh, the reason Karen used the F word twice is because when we play Name That Tune, uh, if Karen stumped on it or can't think of it, she always throws the F-bomb out. And we make fun of her for it. And uh, a gentle teasing. And so that's why she threw that's that in great. for now. That's great. Um, now, what did you think of Rufus uh, Wainwright? What did you think that's of his right. voice? Yeah. I, um, I like this voice. I like that version. Yeah. The only thing is, like, I, I do have a favorite cover of this song, and it's Fiona Apples. That is a pretty awesome it's cover. so good. Yeah, that's um, a pretty great one. I went through a phase recently of like listening to that on repeat. Um, oh, really? Have you heard her new album? Because I have uh, not sat down and listened to it. Yes, yet. yes, I have. You like it? It's it's um it's interesting. Rita summed it up best. Rita said it's a, it's a little bit chaotic, and it's true because I'm excited. Uh, I think you'll really enjoy it. Probably. The um, she's not really singing the way she used to sing. Mm. It's more it's almost like a fast talk speak type of a singing yeah. thing, and it's um it's definitely interesting. And she's definitely, if the word artist needs to be thrown around, she's definitely an artist. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, it's, it's cool. All right. Let's go to uh, our next. Uh, what, how much time do we have? What's on the timer? How, how much time do I have you for? You have four minutes. Four minutes. This is crazy. Do two more songs. <laughs> two more songs. Maybe. I'm okay. still going to make that timer go off so they know how long you it's, kept you, me. You can do it. Okay. Hey, Pat and Rock Solid. This is Brian. And Evan. And Emerson. And Dane. Raisin from Appleton, Wisconsin. In the spirit of the Beatles Family Tree bonus episode, we brought the family in for this one. While we thought about imagining all the people living life in peace. Because that'll happen after 10 weeks in quarantine. <laughs> yeah, right. Instead, we're sticking with a Beatles classic. Now, our lives have changed in oh so many ways. Quarantine guidelines are changing day to day and city to city in Wisconsin. People are beginning to change their minds and open up their doors. Our kids were looking forward to summer of independence, but it seems to have vanished in the haze. So, we echo the sentiment of the title track from the Beatles' 1965 album and movie... Help! I need somebody. Anybody. (laughs) And now my life has changed in oh so 
played that one specifically for you because i wanted you to hear the little kids yeah i was just gonna so ask if you met these before if you um i've met i've met brian and evan before i've never met their kids no i'm like vet them like if you oh yeah 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 I, yeah yeah because um yeah I, yeah i listen to them okay. sometimes yeah. i have to trim off at the beginning or end so that they yeah play, play yeah nicely. cool but um those two kid voices your your two uh your two children it's like if you were casting in hollywood for like the so perfect cute. little kid voice it's perfect. Uh, so and cute. eventually, eventually they grow up. And when you ask them to do something, they set a timer. Yeah. So enjoy, enjoy, enjoy it, it while you can. I'm an adult, Patrick, and my time <laughs> is valuable. I will do not call me Patrick. We're in a professional setting. How dare you? You, and you want me to cut your hair today? Oh, I do. Yeah. yeah so my undercut, it's way too long. Yeah. I'll, I would do that undercut, but. You keep you keep calling me Patrick, and I might slip up a little bit. It's fine. You can just shave my head. Uh, okay, this next gentleman, he's been here at the house many times, and he was at the Rock Solid Barbecue, and he knows a lot about music, and he has quite the collection of music. And how much time's left? I'm not going to tell you. All it's right. a surprise now. What if it interrupts uh, this? Well, we'll find out. We'll find out. Here I don't we think go. it will. Okay, here we go. Greetings, rockers and soliders. West Anthony here. My song is co-written by the son of a Beatle, Julian Lennon. The other co-writer was Pat Denizio of the Smithereens. And this song appeared as the final track on their 1991 album, Blow Up, which was their second collaboration with producer Ed Stasium. The Smithereens go back a long way with the Beatles. Covers of One After 909 and It Don't Come Easy were released as B-sides, and they even recorded two entire albums of Beatle tunes in 2007 and 2008. If there was any justice in this world, the Smithereens would be huge today. But alas, this album was released only two weeks before Nirvana's Nevermind came out and ruined music for everyone who enjoyed things like melody and lyrics that weren't about hating your parents and loving heroin. <laughs> Here's the Smithereens with If You Want the Sun to Shine. That song. That was all right. Yeah. All right. I didn't hear the timer. Harsh, harsh dig at Nirvana. 
<laughs> I think West was being, uh, I think he was half joking. Yeah, maybe. Maybe half we'll joking. That. Do you like Nirvana? Yeah. Oh, what's that? Oh, I don't, oh. I don't know what that is. Is that the I give you, I give you an extra minute. You did. I did. All right. I didn't want it to go off in the middle of the song. So are we doing one more song or, or are you leaving now? Can do one more song. Look at that. I just I just want a record. <laughs> what of, do you mean a record? Of the fact that you said this would be fifteen minutes. Well, and it is. And you, hey, you were saying you didn't know if you were going to cut my hair today because you promised the other child you'd do something for her, but the other child is not on your podcast right now, and That's I true. am. That's true. She's been asking me to do this thing for like a week, and I keep putting her off because she's she's. She's keeping such weird hours. Like at yeah. midnight, she thinks it's like 10 in the morning. And she's like, hey, you want to do that thing? And like I'm crashed and she's yeah. wide awake bouncing off the walls. So I'm like, I don't want to do it at midnight, why honey. Not, why not both, you know? Like last night, she wanted she wants me to hang some stuff on her wall. Yeah. She's hanging some album covers and she's actually taking vinyl. I'm putting like a nail in the wall and then she's hanging like the vinyl on mm-hmm. the wall too. I know that vinyl people are going to go crazy with that. But um, she's buying vinyl more for... Uh, I think for artwork. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, like last night at 11, she's like, let's hang these albums. I'm like, I can't start hammering nails at 11 because I thought that you might be asleep. Oh no. I, I, you're awake. I've been keeping not as weird hours as Rita going to bed at 3am was kind of a fluke. Um, mm-hmm. but I'm we, awake at 11. And again, I really don't care because you guys got, you guys can do whatever you want to do. Yeah. There's no rules right I'm now. More, I'm more annoyed when you start hammering nails when I'm writing a paper, but I don't know anything. Well, to do now anymore, you're not. Now so. you're not writing exactly. a paper. Exactly. So you can hammer so nails can, whenever. Okay. Then around one a.m. tonight, I'll just start pounding okay, cool. nails. Maybe I'll maybe I'll nail your door shut so you can't come out. Put a lock on my door. Mm, no. No lock on your door. You're an adult. It sucks. What do you What do you need a lock on your door for? What are you doing in there? Sometimes I'm naked and you just walk in. That's not true at this all. This is true. This is not true at all. That is 100% not true. Okay. If anyone wants to know how my dad opens a door. Oh my God. He he knocks and immediately turns the handle. And so I know that when he knocks, I have about three seconds if I am changing mm. to say no, no, no. And I can't say don't come in because he always hears come in. <laughs> Look, I've gotten way better with that. You have gotten way better. And I 100% have not seen but for the record, I have not seen you've not seen, I have me naked. not seen you naked since you were yeah, since you were tiny and we would still bathe you. No, but it is hard sometimes. You asked me what I you asked me sincerely right. what I could be doing. I just want to go on there record. There are reasons I would want privacy. I just want to go on record. I have not seen any of my children naked <laughs> since they were since they were since no, they started to thanks. bathe themselves. Yes, thanks to the fact that when you do open my door when I'm dressing, I just scream at you until you close it. There's <laughs> got to be immediate. a better system in there. Yeah. Okay. You're okay. I've been better. You have to admit I've been you better. You asked me sincerely what I could be doing. I knock. The answer is I, changing. I knock right now, and then I I do wait a beat. A beat. Was, a beat. A couple beats. Two, couple, three, four. Okay. I count two, three, four. Uh, All right, here we go. Yeah. This is the last song you have to listen to. Mm-hmm. This guy does a very, very short intro, and the song he picked is one of my favorites. So here we go. Hi, this is Matt Berkey. I've been listening to a lot of George Harrison and his album 33 and a Third from 1976. Mm-hmm. 
and I really enjoyed the song Cracker Box Palace, which has a very funny music video directed by Eric Idle. Thank you. Now, this album came out in 1976, and I remember specifically the first time I ever heard this song. Uh, George Harrison was on Saturday Night Live, and they showed the video that Eric Idle directed. Do you know who Eric Idle is? No. He's a member of Monty Python. Have you heard oh, of yeah. Monty Python? I know about Monty Python. So, um, so yeah, I remember I remember seeing the video and hearing the song and, and loving it. Yeah. So well, that's my memory. I was so young when I was born. <laughs> that's what he's, I know. Yeah. Isn't that a good line? That's, that's good. I love weird. it. But speaking of young, I was 12 when this uh, was on Saturday Night Live. Wow. can't believe my folks let me watch out. Uh, your grandparents let me watch Saturday Night Live when I was twelve. They don't. Seems like maybe I shouldn't have. I don't think they. I don't think they realized. They don't know. They don't know. So yesterday, uh, my mom calls me. Oh well, no, I'm talking. Please tell the story. I yes. will. I'm talking to my mom on the phone. We're talking for about five minutes, and she goes, "Oh, look, that's the other line. I have to click over. It's going to be my friend telling me that her husband died." <laughs> I was like, "Whoa, well that's." That, okay, well, that's going to be some call. So, I, okay, go go do whatever you need to do. So then about two hours later, uh, my mom calls, but I didn't have my phone with me or whatever, and it went straight to voicemail. So then I listened to the voicemail, and the voicemail was like, hey, I just wanted to let you know that my friend's husband didn't die. <laughs> He's still not doing good, but he didn't die. I'm like, oh, my God. This is, this is, what, this is what their life revolves around now. Death. Death. Death and, and not because of not because of our current situation. No, this no, no. This is always this yes. is always it's always doom and gloom at the yeah. house. I do think though, like people just reach a certain age where, because this is not exclusive to like your parents. Like I know okay. a lot of people with with grand with grandparents or or parents that are their age where it's like it's oh, the thing. Know? Oh, you know your dentist's wife? <laughs> no, no, I I don't. Well, she's dead. Oh yeah, that's what she. That's what they do. Yeah. Okay. Look, thank you for giving me probably now. 23 minutes went eight minutes over because it's fun that's why it it went over because you're having fun you are going to give me a haircut today we'll see i'll do half of it all right uh go down send your mother up i will don't let the cat up here yeah i just pulled a bunch of her hair off this microphone really there was there's cat hair on the microphone there's cat hair on the microphone uh okay don't tell don't tell mom there's cat hair on that microphone well they're they're just such good kitty scratchers you know (laughs) She rubs all over everything up here. Because you pay more attention to it than her. And she's like, what could be so special about this? <laughs> Electronics. All right, go. Okay. Shoe. Blech. Just sit them here. Don't hang them on there. It'll do a buzz. I just accidentally licked the microphone. No, don't lick the microphone. I thought it was an accident. All right, thank you. Maybe maybe in a couple weeks you join for another 15. No, perhaps. <laughs> okay, bye. Have a day. All right, bye-bye. Bye. All right, that... What's that? 
Yes, tomorrow is perfect. Let's do it tomorrow. Whew, I dodged that hair bullet till tomorrow. I've already cut it. This will be the second time I've cut it since quarantine. I did a good job. Very nervous. I'm not nervous now. Take those clippers and do it. All right, let's move on until Pilar gets here. Can't just stop the show. Got to keep it going. So here's the next Beatles uh, family tree type song. Here we go. Hello, everybody. This is David Ace Gutierrez, and this song is called The Lovers That Never Were. This version is not the version that was ultimately released on Paul McCartney's Off the Ground album. This version is the demo that Paul McCartney recorded with Elvis Costello when they were rec- when they were writing and recording together back in around 1987. Uh, Elvis Costello uh, will tell you that this was one of McCartney's greatest vocal performances that he likens to the kind of vocals that McCartney used when he recorded when he recorded I'm Down with the Beatles all those decades ago. I'm inclined to agree. I think this is just in its simplicity and its sheer genuine ease. This is one of the greatest, greatest songs McCartney has ever recorded. And his vocals on it are stupendous. And I really wish they'd use this version instead of the one that ended up on the Off the Ground album. But luckily, uh, McCartney officially released this on the Flowers in the Dirt reissue a couple years back. I urge everyone to check it out. So you can see, hear the whole thing, not just the first 90 seconds or whatever um, Pat will play. I uh, hope you guys are doing well. Um, my marriage is intact, despite what uh, Pat has insinuated on other shows. Um, but if it were not, um, I wouldn't tell Pat, and I certainly wouldn't broadcast it on a podcast. Uh, that's funny. But thank you, Pat. Anyway, Lovers That Never Were, the demo. That was a great one, David. I, I have this uh, two-disc set, and I don't remember hearing this demo. His voice sounds amazing, Mr. Paul McCartney. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right, someone's joining at the mic. Hey. Hello, how are you? Good. Oh, you got to turn the mic, turn it on. Do you know where the light is? That's not where the light is. It's underneath. Light? light that turns on when you turn the headphones on. Is yeah. the green light on? Yeah. All right, cool. But I still can't hear anything. Well. Turn me up, baby. Can, All right. you, can you hear now? Yes. That's your volume. You can adjust it to your liking. Okay. All right. 
I just made Ezra listen to Wonderful World on the piano. Uh, which Wonderful World? Uh, the Louis Armstrong version, I guess. I guess for me, it's just always the same. It's like, whatever, I'm just trying to... That one. What a wonderful world. That one. That's a good version. Wait, is there like another... Well, so when, when someone says wonderful world, I kind of think of that, uh, of that Simon, uh, that, um, I'm sorry, Art Garfunkel, What a Wonderful what a World, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Which, is oh. a Sam Cook, which is a Sam Cooke song. Oh, now I was... And sometimes I also think of this. solo so yes it's the ramones that's not a Beatles song no but but that's the ramones family tree uh, right that's true if there was a ramones family tree joey ramone would be uh on that tree i should have been downstairs practicing Beatles songs yeah what Beatles songs have you learned on the uh on the piano oh interesting that you asked i learned you led me there i learned hey jude and i learned here comes the sun and i learned Name some others. I learned, well, Let It Be is really easy. Mm -hmm. And then a couple others, I think. All right. Yeah. I I, I screwed up. When you said it was at the Ramones, I should have said, uh, I should have said, no, it's Chicago. Chicago. I get it. Oh, my God. I can't believe I started another running joke with you. Well, Can we retire one of the old ones Mm, now that we have a new one? mm, Which one do you want to retire? Mm, Oh, UFO. Definitely. (laughs) Please, it was never that funny to begin with. I, I think your listeners would thank me for asking you to retire the UFO joke. I don't know, maybe. They would. Maybe. They, they're nice to you, but yeah. secretly they're like, yes, no more UFO. All right, you ready, for some, you ready for some Beatles family tree? Oh, yeah. You know what, maybe uh, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to do one right now. I'll do one. Since when, when Ezra was up here, we started with, uh, with me playing one. I played uh, Come and Get It by Badfinger. If you want it, here it is. Come Come and get get it. it. Because Paul McCartney wrote that song. Okay. How about that? All right. All right, I'm going to play a song by John Lennon's oldest child, the one that he neglects and and, and didn't really pay much mind to. You're so mean. That's the story I stick with. And uh, this is Julian Lennon from 1998. The album is called Photograph Smile. And this song is called... I don't want to know, and I just love it. Here we go. I don't want to know what's going on. I don't want to know what's right or wrong. I don't want to know whose bed you're in. I don't want to know just where you've been. Oh, baby, you were never really good for me. Just maybe You're a stranger to reality And baby Don't you know you haven't got a clue
Now, have you ever heard that song before? No, it's a cute song. It's a cute song. Yeah. That's what people say when they don't like something. No, no, no. I really like it. He's a. I like I like the sentiment behind it, especially. Julian Lennon's really good. I mean, it's not his fault he sounds so much like his dad. Yeah. That's like a blessing and a curse. I never liked It's Much Too Late for a Goodbyes, though. I just, I don't know. Well, I mean, he has other songs. He's got maybe seven albums. Yeah. That was the one, maybe because it was played so much. Yeah, and I, th- I think those first two albums, they were really amping up the fact that Look how much he sounds like his dad. Right, and also the sentiment behind it and yeah. all that stuff, yeah. So, oh well, what are you going to do? Does he still... Is he still active? Yeah. Yeah, he just had an album out a few years ago. Uh, he wrote some children's books. I think he's doing some art. You should have him on the show. I tried it quite a few times. Oh. I don't know that he's based in Los Angeles. I I tried when I knew he was in Los Angeles, and I was told he wouldn't have time. But again, it's never been a no. Well, now that, you know, the Zoom thing... Yeah, it'll it'll yeah, it's really tough. I kind of want to still want to meet people in person. I know, I know, but you know, I'm just finding now doing it on Zoom. Mm-hmm. It really feels very personal, and you should know because yeah. like you're doing all the stuff with your listeners, and yeah. it's like you, you get used to it real quick. It is, but for me, I like that photo op. I like them to sign stuff for the listeners. Mm. I like that whole thing, and I like that my podcast. That's how it is. People are. We're in person. We're both on the mics. Am I going to have to do some Zoom chats here in the next couple weeks? I'm probably going to have to. Yeah. Um, Do I want to? No. Do I want to miss episode? Absolutely not. So I'm going to do what I have to do. But, you know, when it comes to meeting, you know, a rock star that lives in Los Angeles, yeah, I want to be face to face. That makes sense. But, uh, But maybe I'll reach out to some rockers who don't live in LA. That way I won't feel like, you know what I mean? Right. So maybe that would be Julian. You're right. Yeah. All right. We'll see. Don't tell him what I said about that song. I would never. Okay. I would never. The only thing I'll tell him is that Don Henley is in the band Chicago. <laughs> see, you just. You said I could keep, you, you said I had to retire yep, the other one. Yep. 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 All right. Here we go. Here's the next intro and song from one of the listeners. Here we go. Hello, Solid Rockers. It's Glenn K. Amo again. For the last bonus episode, I chose a song by one of my favorite artists, Randy Newman, and this time I've chosen a song by another favorite and friend of Randy's, Harry Nilsson. If you like either of these guys or you're curious, you should look for Nilsson's album Nilsson Sings Newman, which features, well, it's right there in the title. (laughs) But this is about the Beatles, and Harry Nilsson had close ties with all the members of the Beatles, famously recording the Pussycats album with John Lennon during his Lost Weekend but Nilsson worked most often with his friend Ringo Starr. Harry appears on a bunch of Ringo tracks and wrote Easy For Me from the Goodnight Vienna album, but in 1974, Apple Films produced a movie starring Ringo and Harry called Son of Dracula. Was this related to Nilsson's 1972 album Son of Schmilson? Who knows? The film features Keith Moon, John Bonham, Leon Russell, and Peter Frampton, and I have never seen it. I keep telling myself that I'll watch it sometime, but I just assume it's terrible. (laughs) Whatever, I'll get to it. Uh, There was a soundtrack to the film, and one of the songs from that record is a fun, happy-sounding song about a vampire who's about to be caught by the dawn. So here you go. From the soundtrack to Son of Dracula, here's Harry Nilsson, featuring Ringo producing and an appearance by George Harrison on Cowbell with Daybreak. Here come the daylight, it's making me sad. Here come the sunlight, baby. Good time. 
that a lot. Yeah, that was a lot to unpack with that intro. That, yes. That went deep. That deep. Levels of, of connections there. Are you, would you call it nerddom? Oh, yeah. Well, that goes without saying, right? Yeah. It's I liked show. it, Glenn. Good song. Yeah. I like that. Now, I took that, uh, I found that on iTunes. I took that, I bought it off of something called The Essential Nielsen. So I'm assuming it's the version that you wanted me to play. I could not find the the soundtrack, but I'm assuming that's it. He sounds like Joe Jackson in that, a little. Hmm, I, I can hear that a little bit. Who does? Glenn K. Amo or Harry Nielsen? Harry Nielsen. Okay. Uh, now this next one, I'm nervous about this next one because I had the intro in here, but I didn't have any song after it. So I pulled the song in, but I'm not sure if the version I have is the version he wants or if he, so I'm just, I'm nervous about this might break bad. Okay, we'll find out. This might break bad. Do you like the Beatles? Are you talking to me? Yeah. Who doesn't like the Beatles? I know, I'm kidding. Can you name the Beatles? Oh, just play the song. I was really surprised when I called my mom that one time and and she named all the Beatles. I was shocked. Your mom is hipper than you think. Mm. Okay, I take it. I thought she, I, I really thought she would only be able to get definitely two, maybe three. I never thought that she would get like George Harrison. Like that's the one you would forget. Everyone knows Paul McCartney and John mm-hmm. Lennon and Ringo because his name's Ringo. Right. But I thought George Harrison would be the one that they didn't know and they knew it. I think the next question asked your mom is, and which one would you like to sleep with? I would really like to know that from your mom. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Back in my day. Ha <laughs> 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 uh-huh. <laughs> All right, here we go. Hey, Pat. It's Jeff Scoble from the Motor City. I was very excited about this topic because I've always loved the Beatles. I moved to Detroit from the suburbs of New York when I was 13, and that's really when my love of rock and roll started. But back before the move, when I was probably around 8 years old, I got my first vinyl albums, which were the Beatles' Red and Blue Massive Compilations. I fell in love with the band almost immediately and probably wore out my phonograph needle with as many times as I played those records, loving pretty much everything I heard. For some reason, though, the song I remember loving more than all the rest, even until today, is the upbeat and horn-laden Got to Get You Into My Life, which was initially released on their 1966 masterpiece, Revolver. There's something about the rhythm of the verses, the way Paul's voice goes way up at the end of each line, and that amazing horn section that gets me happy every time I listen to it. When I think of the Beatles, that's the song I think of, so I just had to pick it. Stay safe, everybody. I was alone, I took a ride, I didn't know what I would find The road where maybe I could see another kind of mind Then I suddenly see you Ooh, Did I tell you I need you Every single day of my life You didn't run, you didn't lie You knew I wanted just to hold you had you gone, you knew in time we'd meet again for I had told you Ooh, you were meant to be near me Ooh, and I want you to hear me Say we'll be together every day Got to get you into my life So why would that break bad? Because you because uh, you don't because, know which artist covered it that he liked. Uh, I forgot because um, I'm not sure that I even listened to his intro before I just played it. So I didn't know if 
all I had here was Jeff Scoble got to get you into my life. And, and he could have said like, Tina Turner did a version from blah, blah, blah. And that might've been the one. And I didn't, you know what I mean? Oh, I should have been listening more carefully. I was, I was just listening to his story. I wasn't listening to who. Did you listen this time? Well, yeah, I listened this time and he, and he did want the Beatles version. Okay. So everything's good. <laughs> All right. All right. Because I, I, you know. You didn't listen to his story? No, I was listening to his story, but I wasn't okay. listening to who covered it. I liked his story about like. He didn't say who covered co- it. Yeah. I, I'm just, I'm just saying I was nervous that he didn't want the Beatles version Got because it. I didn't pull the song into my playlist. Who did it on? So, so. When it comes to like the Beatles family album, mm-hmm. like for me, it was all about the movie Sergeant Pepper because that was like, I was such a fan of that uh-huh. when I was like 12 years old. So I loved the Beatles, but like a lot of Beatles songs are embedded with the people who covered yeah. it in that movie. I know everybody's cringing right now, but do you remember who who covered it? Oh, here we go. Earth, Wind and Fire. Ah, that was it. They did a great job. Yeah, perfect. Because that song. That song sounds doesn't sound anything like the Beatles and yet sounds exactly like the Beatles. You know what I mean? I like this soundtrack. It's I love it. This might have been my introduction to the Beatles. Really? I mean for Oh, yeah, because you didn't have, like, your dad wasn't playing like my dad no, was always playing. No, Yeah. It's great. George Martin produced the soundtrack. It was, yeah, the artists of Aerosmith. Aerosmith, Alice Cooper. Um, Aerosmith was super hot on that one. What did, yeah. what did they do? They did, uh... uh Come together. Come together. Yes. Wait, wait, I think it's as good as the Beatles version. Yeah, I really love that. Do you know what song this is? This is from Sgt. Pepper. I think Amy Lehman sent me this. Uh, so thank you for sending me these files, Amy. That's how I have this soundtrack. I thought that the person started singing before this intro. Do you remember yet? Anything yet? Oh. Joan was quizzical. Oh, God. Oh, God. I liked every single song on there except this. That's why I played it. I hated this. Maxwell. Look, he's he's funny, but no, that was you're not going to sing. Come on, uh, you know. Uh, I love your critique of Steve Martin. Hey, he's funny, but come on. Peter Peter Frampton singing "Long and Winding Road." Oh my God, oh, so good. Dreamy, so good. Yes. Do you want to hear it? Do you have it? Of course I do. I have everything. I need to own all the music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my goal. I want to own all the music. Which one did you say again? Long and Winding Road. Peter Frampton was so good. Winding Road. Still had his hair. Yes. He's Billy Shears, right? Yes. In, in the movie The No Script, he is. Kyle and I watched this movie about a year and a half ago. I remember. Holy cow. Before. It always leads me here 
Vocalist, but I think you know if you ask him, he would say, Oh, I'm a guitarist first. Oh my god, very good. That song just makes one tear roll down my cheek when I hear him. (laughs) He's so beautiful, he needed some comforting. Let's move on to what do we got next? Let me see what we got. Heard that, heard this. Okay, here we go. This is Steve O'Dockerson. And I've been trying to record this intro for a while, and I keep messing it up because of reasons. There's a lot of traffic noise right now for no reason. There's no reason anybody should be going anywhere on my street there's, at all. Um, I picked a Danny Harrison song. It's called Motorway Erase It. It's a new single, uh, new as in 2019. So maybe there's a new Danny Harrison album coming out this year. That would... Uh, be wonderful. That would be needed. Uh, the video was directed by Liam Lynch. Liam Lynch has worked with uh, the Living Beatles as well. Uh, he went to a performing arts school for songwriting that Paul McCartney taught at. Uh, he's friends with Ringo, and yeah, he's friends with Danny Harrison. They've also recorded some stuff together. Anyway, this song is real great, and uh, enjoy it. Sounds like his dad, George. I find it funny that Steve-O was talking about all the cars in the background while he was trying to record, and then he plays a song called Motorways, but he didn't tie those together. <laughs> maybe he did subconsciously, didn't realize it. Or maybe he did it so subtly <laughs> that I didn't pick up on it. My tiny brain didn't pick up on it. There was some like interesting percussion in that last song, and mm-hmm. like I think George... Harrison would totally approve, right? Yeah, well, I think George always wanted to do... Was, he was the guy that kind of went sideways once in a while. Yeah, and know? that's what that kind of... That sound is with what, what was just played. Exactly, exactly. All right, here's another person who's been playing the weekly game of Name That Tune. Let's hear this one. Hey, Rock Solid friends. It's Carly Anderson from Denver, Colorado. The song I chose for Beatles Family is What Is Life by George Harrison from the All Things Must Pass album. This album was remastered and reissued in the summer of 2001, and I distinctly remember finding a lot of comfort in this record in the sad days after 9-11. It is uh, sweet and thoughtful on so many levels that when I got married in 2002, uh, of course I chose What Is Life from this album to walk down the aisle to. It's so dramatic with its opening riff, uh, makes for a terrific entrance, and then the lyrics are so beautiful. I love the line where he says, um, I'll try my best to make everything succeed because in life, so much of it is just making an effort. Anyway, I hope you enjoy it. Nice. What I feel 
down the aisle to this song. Yeah. She is the coolest chick ever. She must have been boogieing down oh the aisle, right? God. I wish I'd done something like that. Can we get married again so I can just do all the stuff that I wish I could do? Are you proposing to me again? <laughs> Maybe we should wait till 25. 25. 2025. Because, yeah. Oh, you mean, no, no, no. You mean our 25th anniversary. Our 25th anniversary. Yeah. Did you just propose to me again? Because <laughs> you proposed to me the first time. No, well, that's because I got panicked in the night, and then mm. you were like, "Shut up! I'm going to propose. Go back to bed." <laughs> that is what. It's pretty much. Uh, that's pretty much what I said. Yeah, yeah. Like, what are you doing? Go I was, to sleep. I was like, "Oh my god, what if we never get married?" Go sleep. <laughs> We've been together for two years. <laughs> this is. Now it's the opposite. Now it's like, oh, just let me go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> um. I love that George Harrison song. I've always liked that song. What is life? Good, good deal. Uh, George has some amazing solo songs. Yeah. Because Paul and John wouldn't let him use them on the Beatles album, so he just goes, "I'll just stockpile all these, and eventually I'll release them." That's right. Oh, that, that was. A, look at you with the George Harrison what accent hmm. thing. Eh. That wasn't bad. All right, this next song I love. I love it. So let's hear the intro for it. This is a good one for you because you like the Beatles. I love the Beatles. Here we go. Hey, Pat and Rock Solid Nation. This is Peter Barda from New York City, or as we are now unofficially known, the epicenter of the pandemic. <laughs> In the celebration of the Fab Four, I'm going with the John Lennon tune, uh, The Four Beatles. I think he had the best solo career, and the song I picked is one of my favorites. It was originally recorded during the Double Fantasy Sessions in 1980. It was finished by Yoko and released posthumously on the Milk and Honey album in 1984. It ultimately became John's last top 10 single. Interestingly, John wrote the song for Ringo Starr, but Ringo never recorded the version. In any case, I think the song nicely captures the era we're living through. Strange days indeed. Most peculiar, Mama. The song is Nobody Told Me, and I hope you all enjoy it. Everybody's running, I know I'm mixing mood. Everybody's a winner, I know I can let you lose. There's a little yellow Perfect anthem for what's happening yeah. right now. Wonder why Ringo should record that now. If John meant it to be a song he wrote for Ringo, Ringo should. Uh, Ringo's always recording albums. He should do a version of it. Yeah, he should. There's a line in there. I might get it wrong, but I think everybody's cooking, but nothing's in the pot. Hmm. I don't know. They're starving back in China, so finish what you got. Ah. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, I do disagree that the John has the best solo career. Though. I know you're it's not you're not be. a John fan. I'm an okay John fan with the with the hits. Then I go deep on those albums. And I'm like, Ugh. I mean, McCartney. McCartney's got so many albums, so many great things. Uh, Who's your favorite Beatle? Well, Paul McCartney, as far as just being in love, you know, when I 
being in love with him. Mm-hmm. Yes. You, you, maybe you and McCartney and my mom have a threesome. But, <laughs> but um, I don't know. It's hard to say. Like I, I don't, I don't go as deep into the solo albums as mm-hmm. you guys do. So I probably only know the stuff that's popular with a solo artist. All right, I get it. Um, but if I was going to hang out with somebody, it would be Ringo. I really like Ringo. Yeah, Ringo's pretty cool. Yeah. Ringo seems pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, even now, with like... Well, you, you, the, the, the choices to who hang out with right now are limited. <laughs> it's either Paul or Ringo. But, but look, if someone said, you can hang out with Paul or Ringo... I'd go Ringo. I would still hang out with Paul. Oh, isn't that so funny? I would because, I mean, Paul McCartney, Jesus. But you could have so much fun with Ringo. <sighs> It's tough. First of all, I'm never going to have to choose. <laughs> so let's just. Uh, I'll go. I'll go entertain Ringo while you talk to Paul. If I could hang out with Paul McCartney or Ringo Starr, I choose Pete Townsend. <laughs> he would not choose you, though. He would hate. He's, he would hate to hang out with crabby. anyone. You can tell he's crabby. He is like the Larry David of rock. Right. Right. right? Mm-hmm. All right. Here we go. Here's the next one. Hey y'all, Tony Greathouse, Alabama. Hope everyone's doing well. Hey, if anybody wants to be Facebook friends and if they like corny jokes and bad puns, I'm your man. Aw. Also hide behind the moniker of Waffle House Jesus on Twitter. <laughs> if you ever see that guy with his smart ass remarks. <laughs> I like this Beatles family tree and I'm picking the fifth Beatle, Billy Preston. I'm going to pick a cover of a George Harrison song, which I believe he played on the original, All Things Must Pass. I'd like to read from the book of George because this time calls for these lyrics. Daylight is good at arriving at the right time. It's not always going to be this gray. Play it about 2.06, Pat. Thank you all. Darkness only stays at night time With the morning it will fade away Daylight is good at arriving at the right time No, it's not always gonna be this way So soulful. It is so soulful. I I just felt like I was at the church of Waffle House Jesus. <laughs> like he, you know, he he you know, he quoted he, me a passage. He did a sermon. Then there was this beautiful song. Mm-hmm. He's got that incredible voice. I'm just like, I you know I'm not religious, but mm-hmm. I think I have been I I I I'm born again through Waffle House Jesus. Now, you're not religious, I'm not religious, and yet yesterday we had a snafu. <laughs> You're let's, you're positive. I'm positive. Let me, let's 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 explain this. Okay. Um, when you're listening to this, it's Monday. Now, this coming Friday, it's Pilar's 
666 podcast episode. Podcast episode. For On The Page podcast. For the On The Page podcast. And so you wanted to have someone uh, that was involved with the making of the original The Omen film. Yes. Because it's one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. So, uh, So we watched it about two weeks ago, mm-hmm. still holds up, mm-hmm. still so good. So good. And uh, and then we we were thinking, I was like, maybe we could get Richard Donner, who directed it. And then- um, But I was like, no, it's about writing. Yeah. I, mean, I want the writer. And so the writer of this film is David Seltzer, mm-hmm. and you got him. I did. You I'm got him. I'm so excited. He was wonderful, mm-hmm. except- So, uh, so- Pilar was going to record at two o'clock. So at about 20 after one, I come up to uh, get all the podcast equipment arranged, set up the computers, do all the stuff that we normally do. Pilar has been recording with guests via Zoom. But the uh, if I can explain it, we have, a, we have a, a wire that goes in the headphone jack of her laptop and then the other end goes right into the mixing board. So Pilar is being recorded through the mixing board and the guest is being recorded through the mixing so board. So it just sounds a lot better so than it just sound, it just sounds, Yeah, interview. it sounds better than just a Zoom interview. So I come up and I hook the uh, equipment up and the laptop that we record on, that we're recording on right now, was not syncing up with the mixing board. And so I'm panicked a little bit because this is a big podcast for you. Yeah. And so uh, I tried two different computers uh and then i uh then i went to the garage and got we have a we have another mixing board that we use and just in case we need it a backup and i tried that and nothing would work nothing that i did would work it just wouldn't the laptops would not uh read that there was a mixing board plugged in and it was it was so disappointing to me it was very it was a real bummer like if mine if mine craps out, I'm bummed. But I was really bummed for you because this was such, a, you know, an important podcast for you, and you still recorded it, and the contents an A plus, and the audio is probably going to be about a B. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, but then today I woke up, and I realized why it wasn't working. And you because you didn't mention that when you plugged in again, everything was great. Yeah, today, oh yeah, yes, I yeah, that's a key part of the story mm-hmm. that I left out. So, you know, once Pilar recorded yesterday, I was like, "Well, I have to get I have to call um this guy Ryan who helps me with tech stuff in in regard to the podcast if I need anything." So I call him. So I hook everything up, and then I call Ryan and Ryan answers. He's like, "Okay, what's going on?" And I go, "Nothing. It's working fine right now." Mm-hmm. Immediately, Immediately, as soon as that podcast was over, yeah, everything. A couple hours later, I hooked it up, back up, I, all connected. Everything was cool. So I told Pilar today. I said, "I figured out what was wrong yesterday," and she gets a look on her face like, "What? What? What was something? Did you not have something hooked up right?" Blah blah blah. blah. And I go, "No, uh, the devil, <laughs> Satan, did not want you to record that yesterday." I can take the boy out of Catholic school, but you can't take Catholic school out of the boy. It makes sense though, right? Um, sure. Sure. I'm the with devil. you. I'm if there's you. good, there's evil. Right. The devil was against that us. That was a long way to go for that. That's a long way. I think people will enjoy it. <laughs> I think people are going to come away with that being one of the best stories ever told on the show. <laughs> That's what my takeaway is. Well, it's better than the UFO story. Oh, that's a great story. Yeah. Okay. So this is this is what I love about the show. How many options are there with a Beatles family tree episode? Uh, 
it's, you can't even, I mean, you could count them, but I mean, there's so many options. And yet these two guys pick the exact same song. Huh? And it's not like they picked, it's not like they picked, um, I don't know, Let It Be mm-hmm. or something like that. No, this, this isn't even a song by one of the Beatles. It's by one of their, one of their uh, offspring. Mm-hmm. And these guys pick the same song. What is it? What is it? I'm going to play. So what you're going to hear is you're going to hear uh, one intro into the second intro and then into the song. But what's great is both of these intros are, are exactly 50 seconds. Okay? Yeah. So we're going to a minute 40 and then we hear the song. Here we go. Here we go. Hello, rock solid friends. David Kemp from Indianapolis here. And this branch of the Beatles family tree is a heavy one, quite possibly the heaviest. It's a song from the band Soulfly, which which was started by Max Cavalera after he left the band Sepultura, which was a Brazilian thrash metal band. The song is off their second record called Primitive from the year 2000, and it features Sean Lennon. He wrote it with the band, and he sang and played keyboards on it. The song is about the loss of Max's and Sean's fathers, who both died at the age of 40. And both Sean and Max were very young at the time. And it's called Sun Song. Hi, Pat and the Rock Solid listeners. This is Tor Hansen, your mellow metalhead, coming to you with a selection for the Beatles Family Tree episode. This one is a collaboration between Sean Lennon, son of John Lennon, and Max Cavalera, founding member of Sepultura and Soulfly. This song appears on Soulfly's 2000 Primitive album, and it's called Sun Song because it's a tribute by both sons to their fathers. I wish I could tell you that this is a good tribute, but I think this (laughs) might expressly be a bad song. Um, It's kind of the weakest aspect of everything. New metal meets grunge, and it's weird, and Sean Lennon's doing like a Lane Staley impression, and... Yeah, it's a song. So here's Sun Song by Soulfly. <laughs> Got one, one guy that disagrees. Two, three, four. I don't think that was Sean, that part right there. Um, but it's, I mean, that song's 20 years old uh-huh. and from the artist Soulfly and uh-huh. Sean Lennon's on it and they both picked the exact same song. I know. That's, uh, do you wish they wouldn't have picked that song? Uh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> All right, let's go. I'm going to play one of my picks now because I'm going to go with a, uh, with uh, one of the offspring of Paul McCartney, his son James This song is called Strong As You from James McCartney. When the road to freedom is 
like to be james mccartney and you write a song and then you uh then you play it for your dad the first time oh my god what do you what, think what do you, um you were doing like an imitation of paul being underwhelmed uh, downstairs you know, there could be a little bit more melody there could be a little bit more, you know vocals could be good you know i mean percussion's falling um no i bet he's probably i bet paul mccartney's probably really uh really positive it's it's I funny bet. it really is a mashup of of paul's era and our era yeah you know mm-hmm. and i don't know i mean i just <laughs> it must be so hard that your last name's mccartney do you know any mccartney's i don't know lennon do you know any lennon's no i mean these are names that are like you know the the, the name that you might hear is harrison harrison's is, is a name that right. people but right. no one's i never ran into a mccartney because what's the first question someone's going to ask if you, hey, I'm Frank McCartney. You related to Paul? You think? You know, every, <laughs> every time. All right, let's go with, uh, I'm going to play a song now. Well, it's not my song. Someone picked this song. But this is, uh, this is related. Oh, wait, do I have the song here? Yeah, I do. This is a song related to uh, Ringo's offspring. Hmm. You ready? Yep. Solid listeners, this is your boy, M-Bags, Jagbag. Mickey Bags, Mike Bagford, Beatles Family Tree. Oh, this is a pretty cool idea. I could subjugate somebody to some Yoko Ono. I could play uh, something from Press to Play, uh, Maligned Paul McCartney album. Or I could play some Sequel Stinkaroos from Ringo's Bad Boy album. Ooh. But today I'm going to focus on Ringo's son, Sax Starkey. Keith Moon was one of Ringo Starr's best friends. And he would often give Zach Starkey some drumming lessons. Well, not actually saying a drum kit, but he would talk hours and hours about drumming. Ringo Starr actually gave Zach Starkey a drum lesson one time. It lasted about 30 minutes. Ringo probably played some simple drum fills. And after he was done, he asked Zach Starkey if he could do that. And Zach said, yeah, I think I can handle that. And then Ringo said, okay, well, you're on your own now. All that talking with Keith Moon must have paid off because Zach Starkey became the Who's drummer in 1996. It took about 10 years before Zach Starkey would appear on a Who album. My pick is off that album, entitled Endless Wire. There was only one track that Zach Starkey performed on, and it is the most Who-sounding track on the album, and definitely the best on that album. This is called Black Widow's Eyes, and if Pat plays it long enough, you'll get to hear some great Pete Townsend vocals. Right in love with you 
Yes. That's not a Who song? That is a Who song. That is a Who song. Yes. Okay. It's just that he's playing the drums on it. Zach Starkey okay. is in the Who, and Got it. he plays drums on this uh, track. Okay. All right. That song is about Stockholm Syndrome. It's when you fall in love with your kidnapper. I, I understand. I know you do. <laughs> Say my name. All right. Here's a... Now, this is a, this is a pop culture beast um, family tree. Okay. This is uh, Kyle and I both write reviews for Pop Culture Beast. Mm -hmm. And this is the person that goes in, and I'll just say her name. It's Martina Boyle. She's, she lives in London, and she's the one that goes in and, uh, and makes any corrections and makes it a little maybe prettier than we did. Nice. Nice. And it's always nice when she goes, I didn't have to do anything with yours. I go, thank you. Thank you. I used to proofread your stuff. I know, but then and, it just got too much to ask And you. there are things that need to be done, but you probably got better, so... I did get better. I learned from the best. <laughs> I learned from the best. Martina Boyle. No. Yeah. I'm going to take credit, Martina. Hi, Pat and Rock Solid listeners. This is Martina checking in from London. My mentor. Where a couple of years ago, <laughs> my flatmate did go out for a pint at our local... And just happened to run into Paul McCartney with his daughter, Stella. Wow. One of the cool things was it was their local, too, so nobody gave them a second glance. <sighs> Paul's still recording. His voice is not at peak McCartney, but <laughs> he has not lost a step in his writing and his orchestration and how he can take so much feeling and put it into such a simple but beautiful song. So age 70, for his new wife, who is a good person, and a palate cleanser after that Heather, he wrote for his <laughs> wife, Nancy Chevelle, a song called My Valentine. What if it rained? We didn't care. She said that someday soon the sun was gonna shine. And she was right This love of mine My valentine As days and nights Would pass me by I'd tell myself that I was waiting for a sign Then she appeared a love so fine, my Valentine. Oh, I love that so much. Yeah, That's, my guru picked that. Oh my god! Okay, your guru rocks. That that is that's so awesome. It just sounds like it would be in like a classic songbook. It's it has a feeling like my funny Valentine yeah, yeah, it does. or Moon River or you know, it just it just has that standard feel like it's been around forever. Mm -hmm. And he, yet it's it's not. It, it has yeah. a different a different tune than others. Wow. I love that. You know what the album's called that that comes from? What? Kisses on the bottom. Oh maybe not. <laughs> So. Why is it named that? Uh, yeah. That's what? a misstep. That really... Paul released an album in 2018, just uh, about a year and a half ago. Two years, not two years, about a year and a half. Let me do the math. 2020 okay. minus two, that's two, but it really wasn't two. About yeah, a year and a half. Something like that. And this is a misstep, because I love this song. 
I'm not going to tell you what the song's called. I love this song until the chorus. And then when I tell you what the song's called, it just, it ruins it. It's another title thing. What do you mean another title thing? Okay, keep going. It's not a title fight. No, no, no. But you just said when you, when you tell me what the song is called. I'm, I can't tell you what it's called because it will, you have to hear what he sings. Okay. But I like the song until the chorus and the title of the song. Oh, the title song within the song. <laughs> when he sings the song. Sings yeah. the title. Right. Okay, go for it. Martina understands. She's my guru. I know. Here we go. Oh, baby, now. Let me look at you. Talk about yourself. Try to tell the truth. I could stay up half the night. Trying to crack your code. I could stay up half the night. But I'd rather hit the road. On the night. The song is called F-U-H-U. I just want to fuck you. Oh my God, that's terrible. That's terrible. That's, like, he, if he would have said, I just want to kiss you, I just want to hug yeah. you, I just want to, anything, but I don't want to hear. That's a little on the nose. I just want to fuck you. Oh, wow. How? Wow. Especially I mean, from your, like. It just ruins the song yeah. for me. It ruins it. Yeah. No. Okay. No. But that other song was awesome. Yes. Yes. Talk about a, needing a palate cleanser now. Yeah, kisses on the bottom. Oh, okay. So I think I'm in for like one more. How dare you? I'm sorry. I'm I'm slow. I slow down your show anyway. You're not slowing it down. Yeah. You're adding life to it. Mm. Martina, call. You can fill in for the rest of the episode. <laughs> um, I, I want you. Yeah, okay, okay. That we'll do. You know, let's do two more songs. Okay. You two do more. two more. This is what this you exactly do. what I do with Ezra. <laughs> Ezra. Okay. Ezra, uh, I, when I came up there, Ezra goes, set a timer. How dare. <laughs> how dare they. Okay, here we go. You ready? Yes. This was inevitable, so here we go. Hey there, Rock Solid listeners. Aaron here. With the Beatles being my favorite band of all time, I had to take part in this episode. I really like this choice and topic because there's a lot of music to choose from here. I love the Beatles, so much so that I even love their solo work and even the music of the artists that were connected to them, such as Badfinger, who were one of the artists signed to Apple Records. However, the song I picked here is by Yoko Ono. Yes, she gets a lot of flack, from being blamed for the band's split to being criticized for her handling of John Lennon's estate, she is quite the controversial figure. Now, despite all this, I adore Yoko, and personally, I think she's underrated as a musical artist. I think she just gets a bad rap sometimes, and when it comes to her music, she isn't the greatest singer, and personally, I don't think that matters. In her music, Yoko is simply being herself, which I think already makes her a better singer than most of today's artists, especially those who utilize an autotune. Now, I know people 
think that all of Yoko's music is screaming? Not necessarily. She has been able to release some conventional music over the years. This song that I picked here is from her third album, Approximately Infinite Universe, released in 1973. From what's been said, the inspiration behind this song came on election night of 1972. Johnny Yoko were at a party with members of the New York rock band Elephant's Memory, who were Johnny Yoko's backing band at the time. As the story goes, at the party, Yoko saw John talking to another woman. Watching them, Yoko saw John and the woman enter another room, where they, in Yoko's words, and Pat's favorite term, made love. This, among other reasons, ultimately led to John and Yoko's 18-month separation. As far as that night, Yoko was able to write a song based around how she was feeling that night. So from Yoko Ono, this is a song called Death of Samantha. People say I'm cool Yeah I'm a cool chick, baby Every day I thank God That I'm such a Cool chick, baby Something inside me, something inside me died that day. Now, I'm assuming that the woman that he went into the room with and <sighs> yes. made love. Yes. I hate that term. I know. It's the worst. Mm. Um, how do you feel about it? <laughs> I'm your wife. I can't. We can't go into this without. You know, I like the term. Without creeping yeah, people right. out. I mean, so. the term I like is fuck you. So much better. Um, my problem with this song is, if uh, death to Samantha, I assume the woman's name was Samantha. Yeah, that, that's a little yeah. Right How about there. death to John? Why does Samantha get taken down? Well, I think that happened, honey. I think yeah. that would be pretty. People you know would hate saying? her even more. Well, this was in 1973. Yeah, right, right, right. But you know what I'm saying? Like, no. why? Why does the um, why the person who cheats kind of kind of gets off the hook, and it's the person they cheated with. It's the well. I it's think, the bad person. I think it was it was mistitled because it. What I what I I think that the song itself is really interesting mm-hmm. because she's saying, "Yeah, I'm just I'm just this cool chick." Yeah, this is. I thought how, she said cruel chick. Oh, does she say cruel? I'm not sure. I thought she says like I'm a cool I'm a cool chick. I'm that person that like yeah hmm. everything's gonna just roll off her back and. You know, but something something changed that day. That's what I, I thought was going on, which I think a lot of women, people can relate to that idea of, yeah, I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool. Oh, no, I'm not. Yeah, you're right. Uh, um, people say I'm a cool. Yeah. Cool yeah, chicken baby. Yeah, I'm a cool chick baby. Yeah. And, and I right. think that's, that, you know, title wise, that's really what it's about is, you know, the face she's showing everybody else. So it really has nothing to do with Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Samantha. She just threw that in the last minute. What are you going to call it? I don't know. Death yeah, to Samantha. At the end of the day, Samantha's like, someone wrote a f- fucking cool song about me. Yes, sir. I guess so. She probably can go in and get a reservation at some restaurant. Hi, I'm Samantha. I'm Samantha. You know Yoko me. Yoko wrote a song, song about, about me. me. I slept with John Lennon. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. We made love. I, All those things, if somebody actually said that, like, 
that is the most posery thing oh, I've ever heard it? right now. Oh like that, those those three sentences together. All right, you'll mm-hmm. like you'll like the next one. Okay. Oh, I like them all. No, I, I like that one. I I I, I move this up because I think you're going to enjoy this. Okay. Hey, Pat Francis and Rock Solid Nation. It is Jeff Frank chiming in with my pick for the Beatles family tree. And I am going with the German version of I Want to Hold Your Hand. Now, truth be told, I am not a massive Beatles guy. Uh, Grew up much more of a Stones person, uh, which you might have gathered from my submission for the Stones episode with Loving Cup. But I became absolutely enthralled with this version, uh, which was featured prominently in last year's Jojo Rabbit, which just happened to be my favorite movie of the year. And this song plays over the opening credits for about the first minute and a half. And it is so perfectly in tune with the tone and vibe of this movie that as soon as I got home, I had to look up the backstory And it's pretty simple in that uh, EMI, which is the Beatles record label, was a German producer who simply wanted them to record a native language version so it would chart better in Germany. Uh, And subsequently, it was released in both Germany and the U.S. in 1964. And that's it. Here you go. This is the German version of I Want to Hold Your Hand. Stay frosty. I said that you would like that because you loved Jojo Rabbit. I really did. It was so good. And that song was so indicative of like the odd tone Mm -hmm. of that movie. Exactly. Um, Yeah. It's if you've, if you've never seen it, I'm not even going to try and describe it. No, just see it. Yes. There's that's, that's what makes a movie so great. I think the more indescribable it is, the more, the more that you can't compare it to something else. That's exactly what Martina told me. Martina's brilliant. <laughs> now, also, you are not a Scarlett Johansson fan. No. But you loved her in that movie. She was great. She was fantastic. She was great. That won me over. Yeah, she I know was you've really been great. won over for many reasons I, for a long time. I used to not like Scarlett Johansson either, but I, but these stupid Marvel movies, and when I say stupid, I say it with love because I love them, mm-hmm. um, she won me over in those. Well, you know. Because of that costume. Yeah, it was a pretty hot costume. Yeah. Uh, I want to play this and then I'll let you go because you said no. You, oh, you stop. Hey, this right. is um, one more because uh, I really love hanging out and doing these. They're yeah, really really yeah, fun. It sounds like you don't. No, I do. I do. I just like you know. I I just it's you want to do something else. Yeah, it's it, your day off. It is my only day off. Okay, I just want to play this. Okay, because it's another one of their. Uh, German songs. Groovy. There were two German. There were there was a flip side, and it's um, uh, she loves you. 
in German. Or Zeliebdick. Zeliebdick? Zeliebdick. Zeliebdick, yeah, yeah. I wonder if they recorded the whole song or if they just recorded the vocal and put it to the, uh, the other instrumental track. I just want you to sing it to me. Zeliebdick, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Here we go. It's funnier, right? <laughs> that one cracks me up. That is funny. That is funny. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Well, thank you so much for letting no, me no, no, be part of this. You are so trying to get out of here. It's, well, yeah, it's yeah, hysterical. I do. I, I do have to go. This was. I love doing these, though. I, and you can ask Pat. We were we were walking today, and I knew he was doing this, and I was like, "You haven't asked me to do it because you always ask me to." Was there a reason you didn't ask me to? Like, I actually felt well, like left out because I wasn't asked, and then I but, basically said, "I go if you can name." Three members of the band Chicago, <laughs> you can do it. I'm glad we're back there. Okay. Well, wait a minute. I just what? want to ask, how do you feel about when rockers record in a different language? Uh, I don't know. I guess I, there is some, oh. no. running jokes and i don't even listen to rock solid regularly and i know it's one of your running jokes what artist is that it's uh david lee roth what band was he in he was in don't say chicago <laughs> all right you're off the hook you're uh, you're done okay you may go van halen van halen oh wow okay yes that's right all right salib dick cerveza for you <laughs> all right if there's anyone else downstairs that wants to come up like rita or anyone but Fila. Fila is a nuisance when she comes out. Rita's still asleep. Yes. It is 3.46 p.m. Thank you, honey. Bye. I love you. Sleep <laughs> All right. All right. Well, as now the show goes downhill. I got no one to sit in. This is me blabbering. Uh, Jeff Frank, good stuff led me to play Zalib Dick and uh, Yankee Rose in Spanish. All right. Uh, let's go with our next listener's pick. Here we go. Hi, Pat. This is Steve Perry calling from Sydney, Australia. Being a, being a Beatles fan my whole life, or pretty much my whole life, about 50 years roughly, and this is certainly a rich vein to tap musically. Thought about this long and hard. I didn't want to go for a Beatles song because that's too obvious or any of the solo songs. I thought I'd look at uh, Danny Harrison's 2017 album called In Parallel. Uh, it's a great album, a lot of programming on it. Uh, the track that I've picked for this episode is, uh, is called War on False. Hope you enjoy it. Love the show. Keep up the good work, Pat. All the best. Bye for now. 
Harrison's uh, offspring are doing some pretty uh, eclectic and creative things. Very good. Thank you. Thank you, Stephen Perry. Not to be confused with Steve Perry of Journey. Right? Is it? Is he faking an accent? Uh, I'm going to give a rock solid announcement now because that way I will know who stuck around till the end and who bailed after my, uh, my wife left. After Pilar leaves. Is that when everyone else bails? Is that what happens? Uh, the next fan curated bonus episode, which I guess will drop next Monday, a week from when you're listening to this, is going to be title tracks. Title tracks. I'm going to give you an example. It's uh, Who Are You? The album by The Who. The album's called Who Are You? And there's a song called Who Are You? Dream Police by Cheap Trick. There's a song called Dream Police. Those are title tracks. I don't want a song that says the title in the lyrics. I want there to be a song that is a title track. Bob Seger, Night Moves. There's a song called Night Moves. That's the criteria. I will not play it. If you're, if you're playing any tricks, if you're trying to... To cheat, I will not play it. So that's what I need. I need title tracks. Don't send them to me until Tuesday. Send them Tuesday. And you have, you're going to have two days to do it. Thursday at midnight, it's, I'm cutting it off. But uh, yeah, title tracks. Send me your favorite title tracks. Let me tell you an album that doesn't have a title track. Bon Jovi, Slippery When Wet. There's no song called Slippery When Wet. All right. All right. You got it. You think it, you, you think it's good? Aerosmith Toys in the Attic. There is a song called Toys in the Attic. Aerosmith Rocks. There is not a song that's called Rocks. All right. So, I'm going to play another one of my picks for the Beatles Family Tree. This album just came out this past Friday. It's called 26 East Volume 1 and it's by Dennis DeYoung from Styx. I love this album. Uh, Steve Perry released an album two years ago. Mm, I liked a little bit of it. I didn't. I felt like the songs weren't fully formed. The reason I'm bringing up Steve Perry is because, uh, well, he just played a song for us. No, it's because, um, you know, Dennis DeYoung was uh, the lead singer in Sticks, and he hasn't released a solo album in a, you know quite some time. So he has a new album out. So it just made me think of Steve Perry's album, which I thought was just okay. But this Dennis DeYoung album is a home run. I mean, I loved every single song. There's 10 songs. I loved every one. He sounds fantastic. 
he does exactly what Dennis DeYoung does. You know, he leans kind of on the, uh, on the show Toonie Broadway uh, presentation in his singing voice, but that's okay with me. And why am I playing this on this Beatles Family Tree episode? Because there's a song on the album called To the Good Old Days, and he sings it with Julian Lennon. And I dipped my L there on Julian. So here we go. To the good old days. So we'll go our several ways Wishing somehow we could stay Safe again, so safe again In all our innocence When we all would sing along If you love that song, you're going to love the album. If you don't like that song, I would still listen to the album. I would still give it a whirl because it's really good. Really, really good. Great job, Dennis. All right, moving on to some fan picks. Here's the next one. Crank up the uh, the volume on the mixer and here we go. Hi, Pat and Rock Solver listeners. This is David Nickel from Ontario, Canada. My pick for this Beatles Family Tree episode is Here Comes the Sun. My favorite song off my favorite Beatles album. In order to mix it up a bit, this version is performed by Neil Finn from just a few weeks ago. Personally, I think Neil Finn is one of the most Beatlesque artists and songwriters we have today, but not everyone agrees. And the audio snippet that precedes my song clip will make that very clear. As always, thanks for the great shows, Pat, and stay safe, everyone. Hi, Paul, says Ben. Uh, there's an urban myth that once you were asked by a journalist, what's it like being the world's greatest songwriter, to which you apparently replied, I don't know, go and ask Neil Finn. Is that a, is that a true story? Um, and, well, is it a true story? No. No. It never no, is, is no, it? No, it isn't a true story, but uh, it just isn't a true story. Sorry, B. Here comes the sun from his work with Fleetwood Mac. It's Neil Finn. Let's move on to our next fan curated song and intro. Here we go. Much more fun with Pilar here. Hey, Rock Solid listeners. This is Eric of Aragon. 
coming to you still quarantined, still in Southern California. Uh, my Beatle-related song is has to do with Paul McCartney. The Beatles gathered in May of 1969. Uh, they gathered to oversee the stereo mixing sessions of what was then called the Get Back album. That session broke down into a huge argument between the three Beatles and, and Paul uh, as they tried to convince him to sign on the dotted line, making Alan Klein basically their manager. The history, if you know anything of the history of the Beatles, you know that Paul wanted nothing to do with Alan Klein, much less having him as his manager. So the other three ended up leaving the studio, and Paul just stayed fuming there. Um, at some point, Steve Miller shows up because he's there to record tracks with Glenn Johns, who's producing this, his new upcoming album. Uh, Miller asks uh, Paul whether or not he can use the studio, and Paul's like, sure, but can I, can I jam with you? He tells Miller about this argument that he just had with them. And he tells him he really needs to jam. So Miller's like, yeah. So they ended up jamming for a couple of hours. Uh, and this song is the one that emerged. What you're going to listen for here, I mean, you, you can't miss it. It's the unmistakable guitar rift of Fly Like an Eagle. That song doesn't show up on record for another seven years. Also, Paul can play some drums, man. So... Um, McCartney ended up playing drums, guitar, and bass while adding backing vocals. And Miller was the only one of his band that showed up, so he ends up playing just guitar and singing um, lead. If you pick up the album Brave New World, you won't find any mention of McCartney's name there. What you will find is two asterisks at the bottom of the record, which say, with special thanks to Paul Ramone. Paul Ramone is a pseudonym for Paul McCartney that he used when he was in Hamburg, and it's also how the Ramones got their name. So, from a very important date, May 9th, 1969, in the story of the Beatles, here comes My Dark Hour off of Brave New World. of Aragon. Thank you so much for that because even though I had this song in my iTunes library, in my Steve Miller band playlist, I did not know any of that information that you just gave me. None. 
What about listeners? What about my uh, what about my real uh, music heads out there? Did you guys know this? I'm sure you did. I did not. David Wilde, you're a professional. Did you know all this stuff? You probably did. That's what's great. I learn. I learn something every week. Fantastic. I love it. Eric, Eric, thank you, thank you. All right, let's move on. This, now, this guy, <laughs> I'm just going to say his name. It's Kyle Hildreth. He does a lot of the Facebook art for me, and uh, he's great at it. And this guy did his own thing in regard to uh, pulling some fruit off the Beatles family tree. So here we go. Hey, everybody. It's Kyle Hildreth out in the woods of Western Mass. Today, my Beatles family tree selection is a little bit of a roundabout. So buckle in, and here we go. After the Beatles broke up in 70, John Lennon, not a big fan by the way, he released an album called Walls and Bridges in 1975. On that album, there's a song called Whatever Gets You Through the Night. And in the background, uncredited with hand claps, is Vinnie Apice, drummer Vinnie Apice from Dio, Black Sabbath. Now, Vinnie's got a brother, Carmine, a piece, yeah, they're related. And he works with just about everybody else that Vinny hadn't worked with. And one of those people is Ozzy Osbourne on the 1983 Bark of the Moon tour. Now Ozzy, maybe 12 years later, released an album called Osmosis. There's two songs on that album, and Ozzy had some help with it, the lyric writing at least, from Let Me Kill Mister. So in six degree separation from Let Me Kill Mister, here's my Beatle Family Tree selection. See you on the other side. Okay, look, I listened to Kyle's intro about three times earlier today, and I just listened to it again right now, and I'm still not quite sure what happened. But what I do know is, See You on the Other Side is a fucking great Ozzy Osbourne song. So you can talk for as long as you want, Kyle, as long as it ends up with me playing See You on the Other Side from 1995's Osmosis album. Wanted to play that when Pilar was here because the first Valentine's present Pilar got me when we were dating, where she got me two tickets to see Ozzy Osbourne on the Osmosis tour. And she wasn't going. No no desire. So uh, that was pretty great because they weren't cheap tickets and she knew she wasn't going. So I had... Two tickets, I could take whoever I wanted. So, uh, but anyway, I digress. Thank you so much, Kyle. All right, let's move on. Just a few more. Going to come in right, going to come in under two hours. We'll see. We'll see. Hello, Pat and Rock Solid listeners. This is Jerry Riggs from Columbus, Ohio. For the Beatles Family Tree episode, I chose one of my favorite Beatles songs that appeared on the 1969 album Yellow Submarine. The song is Hey Bulldog. I always felt that this song showed a more rocking side of the Beatles. Apparently, the band Great White felt the same way as well. Off their 1999 album, Can't Get There From Here, the German import version has a B-side cover of Hey Bulldog. 
As we all know, covers can be hit or miss. I think Great White does a great version of this song. Pat, let me know what you think of this cover, and thanks again for all these bonus episodes. Everyone stay safe, and go easy on the bleach consumption if that's your thing during this quarantine. Take care. <laughs> When you smile, shout light, no one understands. Jack knight in your sweaty hands. Some kind of innocence is measured out in years. You don't know what it's like to listen to your fears. You can't talk to me. You can't talk to me. All right, Jerry Riggs, I'll tell you right uh, right off the top of my head. That's not what I wanted to say. I don't even, uh, Now my words are getting all mixed up in my head. Here's what I'm going to tell you, Jerry Riggs. <laughs> that was fantastic. That was a great, great, great cover. Thank you for choosing it. Thank you for sending it. I think the production's great. I think the band sounds great. And I think friend of the show and former guest Jack Russell sounds phenomenal. So yes, yes. That was perfect. All right. Moving on. Thank you, Jerry. All right. Oh, boy, do I love this one. And, and, um, and I actually, I had this song too in my iTunes library. So I appreciate when you guys send the song and please always do if you think I don't have it. But uh, on the off chance, when I do have it, I just use the one I have in my iTunes library. No one cares about this pet. No one's, everyone's mad right now that I'm even saying it out loud. Okay, here we go. Pat Francis and the Rock Solid Family. Greetings from Green Bay, Wisconsin, from Brian Siebers once again. Two weeks in a row, my goodness. Uh, hopefully everyone's doing well still. Hopefully everyone's still doing well over there. Um, and I'm really excited about this week's show, and I'll actually talk about music this time and not my um, heartache. Um, Beatles are my favorite band of all time. That's like saying, you know, Pizza is my favorite food. I get it. Everyone's favorite band is the Beatles. And in fact, Pat, you always say, um, <laughs> besides the Beatles, who's your favorite band? And mine would be the Who, but the Beatles are my number one. And I've been into them, you know, since I could know what music was. And they're one of those bands where I listen to their discography about once a year and discover something new every time. And I wanted to stick within the Beatles um, as a foursome when they were together for this Beatles family episode. And I wanted to play something from my second favorite Beatles album. And I consider it a deep cut because it's Revolver. And I don't feel that Revolver gets all the appreciation that a Sgt. Pepper or Abbey Road, my favorite Beatles album, or even Let It Be does. I think Revolver is like the perfect mid-career Beatles album. And you got the hits on there like Taxman and Eleanor Rigby and, of course, the groundbreaking stuff like Tomorrow Never Knows, which, in my opinion, changed music more than anything on Sgt. Pepper did. Don't at me. <laughs> um, but I love so much the song And Your Bird Can Sing. The harmonies are just impeccable. The guitar work is amazing. And it just it, if you listen to that song and you don't smile, check your pulse, friend. That includes you, Murray, um, to make sure everything is still going. 
because that is just a happy, happy, happy song. So I'd like you to play it, And Your Bird Can Sing, from Revolver. And also, if you could, I sent this along to you as well, Pat. I sent an outtake version on Anthology 2, which no one knows why, including the very extensive liner notes in the Anthology set by, by Mark Lewison, who wrote an amazing Beatles book called Tune In. But in the uh, liner notes, he says, why are they giggling? No one knows why, but you can't help but giggle along because they break down about 10 seconds into a take and they keep going and keep recording their vocals. And it just, they remind us that they were human and that, yeah, they were geniuses, all four of them, but they're still giggly, like early 20 somethings in this recording. Maybe drugs were involved, maybe not, but either way, it makes me laugh. So Andrew Bird can sing. Thanks, Pat. You can't see me. Excellent choice, Brian. Excellent. That's a fun one. That's a good one. Uh, I have anthology. I, I have anthology two. I don't think I have anthology uh, one and three. So um, uh, that's all I'm saying. Uh, we transfer uh, rock solid podcast at gmail.com. I'm not going to say anything else. That's it. Wink, wink. Say no more. All right. Uh, now we already played this song earlier in the show, but, um, but maybe, maybe it's not, uh, maybe it's a different version. Why did I tell that? Why am I, why am I showing my cards? Here we go. Hey Pat, this is Ryan Mason. I'm the co-host of the all night drive in picture show, a podcast celebrating the good, the bad, the artistic and the absurdity of the drive in movie genre. My Beatles selection today is kind of an easy one, but it's Here Comes the Sun. The reason why I chose this one is because that was my son's first favorite song, and I still remember him singing it when he was two or three years old. I remember seeing the movie B-Movie in the, the theater. It was his first movie, and toward the end of the movie, Sheryl Crow does a cover of the song, and when that song came on, he started dancing in the aisles, and that's a memory I'll never forget. So thank you very much, Pat. Love the show. Listen to it every week. However many episodes you decide to put out. Thanks a lot. Have a good one. Here comes the sun. Here comes the sun. And I say, it's all right. Since it's been here 
you wanted me to play the Sheryl Crow cover, but I did and will dedicate that to your son because I love that story so much. And why shouldn't we hear the version that made your son so happy, made him dance in the aisles at a public theater? Public theater. Remember those? Go to the movies, get popcorn. It's coming back. It'll be back. Uh, great story though, Ryan. That, that I, I love hearing stuff like that about the kids. And, and I do love Cheryl's uh, version of that song. Very cool. Very cool. So that's it. We're through the list. Now, look, as always, if you sent me a song and I didn't play it or I missed you, uh, please let me know and uh, I'll try to make it up to you. I don't think I missed anyone this week, but but and then in the back of my head, I always think that I miss one. So um, thank you, everyone who participated. This was really fun. Uh, it's a nice way to spend a couple hours um, in the office on a Sunday and hear all your voices. So I hope everyone is doing well. Please stay uh, safe, healthy, and take care of yourselves. And uh, I don't know what episode's dropping Thursday yet. I have a couple of options, including something that I'm going to record on Tuesday via via Zoom. That might be Thursday's episode. So I have a couple options for Thursday. And for the Patreon people, I'm still working on the Song Chain episode. I think out of the 25 links, I think I have maybe 16 of the links so far. So as soon as I get all the links, I will record that and probably going to drop that as a regular Thursday episode. And then for everyone else listening, next Monday, we will do title tracks. I already have a submission from Murray. I already have a submission from Mr. Siegel. So we got two title tracks in the playlist already. Looking for everyone else's. Don't send them till Tuesday. You can send them from 6 a.m. Tuesday morning to midnight on Thursday. And then after that, I'm, I, I will cut it off. I will cut it off. Uh, that's all. Thank you for listening. Um, hopefully the new laptop's going to be here this week and we will back be back to business as usual. And again, even the theme song at the beginning by Hockey, I had to play that live and then just kind of talk over it as I faded it down. It's not perfect, but I did my best. So in closing... I'm going to play a song which was featured on our Name That Two game yesterday. It's my favorite Ringo Starr song. It's called Weight of the World, and I just love it. And eventually, we'll be out and about, and we will feel like the weight of the world is no longer on our shoulders. So here we go. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting. And Weight of the World. So tell me why you 
Love it, girl.